he's a douchebag. <laughs> he's a he, he's shutting down the theater owned by the Orlando Philharmonic because they had a drag show and children were present. Hmm. Now, who's to blame for that? The drag the, the drag queens or the parents of the kids? Well, who says there's anything wrong with it? Well, no, absolutely. I mean, I see I see kids in the bars all the fucking time. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. And I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing just great. How are you? I'm okay. How's things down in Florida? Uh, they're flirty. <laughs> <laughs> and we're up here shooting uh, Chinese weather balloons down. I know. Yeah. Target practice. Off the coast of uh, Myrtle Beach. You know, dirty Myrtle. Yeah. Where all the secrets of South Carolina lie. No wonder the Chinese are putting balloons up. I don't know what's I just idea. can't believe we let it fly across, across the, the entire state. Yep. Yep. The, yeah. From from Montana to South Carolina, whatever the fuck it was collecting, who knows? I guess they were trying to pick up the pieces out of the ocean. I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, what if it was just like a, like a weather balloon that got away from you? Uh, but it had to fly all the way across the Pacific. But it's come out that, like, the U.S. tracked it the entire way. They knew it was coming and didn't really do anything about it because it entered Canadian airspace first. Right. And then came down into Montana, and then it was a big deal. Then it was like, you know how many um, nuclear missile silos are in Montana? Like, I don't think that's the way those balloons work. I don't think right. they're aimable. I think they just go up and they come down wherever the fuck they come down. But, you know, panic ensued. Of course. Yeah. And I guess they didn't want to shoot it down because then it's, instead of it's one big piece coming down, it's several small pieces raining down on possibly a populated area. But you can't, sure. you can't tell me that there's somewhere in the Midwest that they couldn't just open fire on it and mm, exactly have it land in the in mountains or something. Uh, couldn't they like send up a helicopter to like lasso it or push it along or something <laughs> with a big fan on the front? I mean, did you see the video of them shooting it down? No. There were like three F-22 fighters that just circled it for a while before they... they I guess launched the missile at it and it was like you guys couldn't do something with that like in different part of the country but whatever yeah the headline that I thought was funny and I don't remember where I read it might have been reddit reddit on reddit um, was something about all of the people that have tiktok on their phones are up in arms over the Chinese balloon 
even though the China, the TikTok has probably more information than the than the balloon has. Right. It's like, hmm. yeah, people are up in arms over that, but they won't turn off Alexa. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't have any of those things in my house. No, no. You get your phone though. I yes, and occasionally I'll ask Siri things, but the the whole thing of like talking about something out loud and then it showing up has happened less and less as time has gone on for me. So yeah, well, that's good. You know, maybe they're just maybe they're just not listening to me. Maybe they don't care anymore. So maybe you have to say something really bizarre for them to pick up on it. <laughs> like you know, why she be tripping? <laughs> And see what happens. Hey Siri, why she be tripping? Okay, I found this on the web for why she be tripping. Check it out. <laughs> it's just a TikTok search now. Oh, of course. <laughs> Where else would you find it? Yeah, I, I guess. So yeah. So now you're gonna get all these travel things and. <laughs> <laughs> That would be something else. Uh-huh. That'd be funny. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll be the last Chinese balloon. Maybe we'll be inundated by Chinese balloons. Um, well, they're very upset now. So, what, that you we know, shot it down? That we shot it down, oh. so there might be a wonton shortage. <laughs> See, the scary part is they basically own a big chunk of the U.S. because they keep helping raise our debt ceiling. Yep. Yep. And now, I guess, with the egg shortage, um, there are large egg production facilities that are mysteriously catching fire. Really? So I would not, yes. I would not be surprised if there were Chinese-owned egg production companies that you know, are huh. are making the situation worse because we shot down their balloon. Okay. Although eggs were cheaper today than they have been in the past month or so, so I don't maybe maybe things are getting better. Really? Yeah, okay. It was only four dollars a uh, dozen. Oh, I think I still paid only close to five yesterday. Jesus. Yeah. It's a good thing I don't have to feed a family. Yeah, well. I mean, I, I go grocery shopping, and my, my little tote bag is, you know, $100. It's definitely, like, making us eat at home more because everywhere we go is raising prices because it's more expensive right. for them to buy stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I think, at, like, during the pandemic, it was – it was about 30 bucks for the family to eat for the three of us, like 10 bucks a piece, which yeah. wasn't terrible, but now it's close, closer to 45. Wow. And like, if you do that a couple of times a week, it's like, what the fuck? Adds up. Yes, it does. That's why I stay home and watch TV. <laughs> you escape into your own little, little world well i well yeah but um i may end up having to drop netflix soon if they do this stupid bullshit that they're they leaked this week with about um, the 
file sharing well, or with would, the password stuff? password sharing yeah i mean it would literally be that you can well you would have to you would have to ask for a temporary passcode if you're watching something not from home and it's like if and if if they find stuff that is away from your home base then yeah. they they ban that particular device and you have to call in order to get it reinstated and it's like no i would rather fucking pirate it than have to go through that bullshit right like i use a vpn it's never my my ip address right. is never at my house and so right. netflix is going to tell me that security wise i can't be secure in the way that i want to for them no yeah uh-uh there's nothing on there worth that so yeah that might be another 16 bucks a month that i get back Mm. it's fucked up they literally are biting the hand that feeds them well see if a bunch of people leave the service well and I I believe that's why they leaked it was to see what the public reaction was going to be and everybody Mm. was like fuck it I'll just just cancel the, the subscription then right and I think they saw that and was like oh we need to go back to see what we can do about this because they suck. All companies suck. <laughs> That's why, like, right now, other streaming services should be jumping on board this shit of like, hey, you can, whatever password you want to give to other people is fine. Like, like Apple TV should be like, we'll let you share your password with up to like five people. Or whatever, just so there that you people go. start. Sure, yeah. Allow you a certain number of, of users on your account. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and they'd be making a killing. People would be like, oh, well, let's go see what's on Apple TV. Or, you know, Paramount Plus or any of those things. Yep. But they all, like, feed off each other. Oh, well, maybe we should do that, too. I mean, Disney Disney Plus, I guess, is now looking at selling their programming to the competition so they're losing less money on streaming. I saw that. So, you know, maybe Disney Plus is not where you're going to watch The Mandalorian all the time. Mm. Or maybe they'll take all the shit that they cancel and, like, send it to somewhere else. Because that's what HBO did. HBO... You know, they canceled um, Westworld and a couple of other TV shows. And now you can find them on, on. It's either Pluto or Tubi or one of those free ones. It's interesting. So, you know, Mysterious Benedict Society, you could pro- you'll probably be able to watch that somewhere else. But I did do what I said I was going to do last week, and I I binged the entire second season of Hunters. Okay. Um, I was very captivated by it all. Like it it kept my attention. It 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 was um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it was very tense. Jewish? No. Oh. <laughs> 
it was it, yes. it was very tense it was very like on the edge of your seat the entire time um i really enjoyed it i and even the the weird sideways side quest that that they did with the story of the house which i uh-huh. think is like the second to last episode yes um was could have been uh like a show of its own mm-hmm. um but it was it was really good it i really enjoyed it and that's been canceled so that's not coming back Well, I mean, Hitler's in jail, so, you know. Yeah. I like that last shot of him, too, where he's, they just throw the food in they and they, call, they call him by the number. Yeah. And he's like, do you know who I am? And, um, oh, I can't remember the actor's name that played Hitler. He's been in a whole uh, bunch of stuff. Udo, K- Udo Kier. Yeah. He was amazing as Hitler. He was. I thought. I thought, like casting wise, that they knocked it out of the park with that. It was. It was very well done. So yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. I also watched that episode of the Neighborhood. Is that yeah the, name of the show with yeah. uh, with the with the white woman supposed to be black. Yeah. Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I liked all the little stuff. Like, I, I don't want this to sound bad, but like all the little mannerisms that they put in so that she would act black. Yep. Like there's a thing with, with black people with cornrows that instead of scratching their head, they kind of bang on it. Mm-hmm. She did that, like, like all the little mannerisms and the, and the way that she talked and all that stuff. It was, it was incredibly well crafted and pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was well done. But is that like a rarity in that show, or is is it like a funny show? Uh, there's a lot of funny stuff. Okay. I mean, you just have to get over Cedric the Entertainer because he's like George Lopez to me. He's just like a gas bag. Yeah. You know, I can see that. But yeah, there's one where Tina reunites with her old girl group for like a reunion TV special. And one of them ends up sleeping with her oldest son and <laughs> they take, they take uh, Dave to the neighborhood barbershop. <laughs> okay. I mean, there, there's some funny situations they set up. Okay. That's another one that I had only seen like visiting you. So okay. up until, up until you told me about this one. You know, that was probably only the third time I've seen it. Okay. And now you're hooked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Now you have to watch Bob Hart's Abishola. That's actually on... It might be on Netflix now. Yeah. Because um, I was going through stuff the other day, and... um. 
I remember seeing it and I remember you saying that it was that you it's on HBO Max. Okay. It is? Yeah. That's weird. HBO Max has a whole bunch of like TV show seasons of stuff. Okay. Um I don't know what season it's on now. But come on, load damn it. Oh no, that's the pilot. I don't need to see the pilot. Hang on. It's got three seasons on HBO. Okay. So, you know. For what it's worth. I I find it funny. Okay. I think there's there's some funny situational stuff. There's the mother who's had a stroke, so she has no filters. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, you know, Bob falls in love with his black nurse. There's a couple of Nigerian guys who work in their sock factory. Okay. So, I mean, I find it funny. Okay. And I like the accents. I don't know why. <laughs> There's just something about the accents. So, you'd just be over the moon if they had, like, a Nigerian little person on there? Oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> That'd be funny. So did you watch uh, SNL last night with uh, Pedro Pesco? I did. Did you? I watched a couple of things. Okay. I still don't think SNL is funny, though. I thought this was one of their better episodes. I thought he was hilarious. Okay. Because I had never seen him do anything other than, you know, drama. Which which ones did you see? I saw the opening monologue. I saw the TikTok one. Yeah, that wasn't the best. Oh, he was t- okay. What were the good ones? Uh, they do a um, they talk about The Last of Us and how it's you know successfully turned a video game into uh, a TV series, and then you see the next movie the next tv series based on a video game okay and it's pedro pascal as mario that i see i did see the mario one see i thought that was pretty funny yeah did you see the one where he wakes up in the hospital bed no i did not that's funny okay that's funny and then the one where he plays the spanish grandmother okay is very funny i see that one too on here okay yeah, I I thought it was one of the better ones. I thought they really worked with his strengths. Okay. Um, and they they let him do different stuff, which I thought was great. Okay. So, you know, no, it's still not funny anymore. It's hit or miss, mostly miss. <laughs> um, but it's still in the air for some reason. Well, it's because NBC has nothing else to put on on a Saturday night. Yeah, I suppose. Well, that's for sure because they have an earlier airing of a of a previous SNL episode every Saturday night. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's at ten <laughs> o'clock, and then it's at eleven thirty. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we watched we watched the the fan cam thing this morning. Yeah, with the that kid, was. Just... And I was like, "Do you understand what they're actually talking about?" And she was like, "Well, some of it." It's like, all right, then I'm I'm not the target audience for this. 
they're trying to relate to the millennials. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it it had some highlights. Okay. And then next week's the rerun of the Martin Short. Uh, other guy, what's his name? Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot Steve Martin out of those two. I was trying to just pull the words out. <laughs> You know, like trying to yank the cordyceps out of your body. <laughs> Have you watched The Last of Us? I did. You did? Okay. It's really well done. They did not do any filming in Boston. That's Toronto. No, no. Except, I, for, except for the matte paintings. It, yeah. But it's always fun to see what they think is Boston or mm-hmm. like what you're familiar with. Um, th- did you watch the latest one? The, the one, one the with one with uh, Offerman? Offerman? Yes. Probably one of the best hours of television that I've seen in a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. Um, I know that there are, the Republicans are up in arms over it because it's been an hour with a gay couple. Right. And heaven forbid, like, maybe kids watch it like come on grow up um right but i thought it was very poignant it was very well written and well performed um Mm -hmm. you know my kid wanted like when last of us was starting she had seen like clips from the video game and asked if we could watch it and i was like sure and so you know there's a scene where they get into bed and they're kissing yes. and one guy goes down on the other and I just let it go. I didn't say anything and it was, and she didn't, she didn't ask questions. She just was just kept watching. And at the very end, um, when it was over, she sat up and she was crying and I said, what's the matter? And she said, that was very sad. And I said, what do you mean? She goes that he loved him so much that he would die with him. And like, right the fact that a 13 year old got that Mm -hmm. and understood that this was a story about love and not so much the apocalypse and seeing a different side of it. The fact that she was able to get it and then you go online and you see all this shit about guys kissing and it's like you guys are fucking missing the point. And so it was just nice that she was able to like come away with that view of the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the way that they set up these characters that you think are going to be really important through the show. Yep. <laughs> and then they kill them at the end of the episode. Yep. Uh, but I can also see the way that they're they're telling this story where like they're jumping around in time a lot. Mm-hmm. There's also all this space open to go back in a flashback. Because right. this story takes place over like 30 years or what, however long. I guess it's 20 years because the the main story is taking place 20 years after the, the outbreak. Right. So it's a 20 year gap of like we know that that Joel went and visited them. So if right. there's something relevant in the story, they can always jump back to that and have Nick Offerman and the other guy back as those characters, just like they did with right. Anna Torv for this episode. 
Right. So, you know, there's all kinds of ways that they can work these characters kind of back in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like that it's not The Walking Dead, that it's it's something different. And the story isn't the same story. Like, it's not really... Well, I mean, we've only seen three episodes. But it's not like the whole world has been devastated. Right. You right. know, there's, there's you know, pockets Nick, of people. Nick Offerman, you know, Frank and Bill live in this, you know, little New England town that they're the only survivors left. And, you know, it's it still looks like it's part of, you know, being 23 years, 20 years after the original incident. It's like, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hopeful. Right. That, you know, at some point, because we see that they can die, right? Yes. The, the cordyceps, you know, like when they go into the museum and yep. it's covered in like all all dried out, desiccated tendrils and stuff. Yeah. And in the first episode, they go to that hotel or whatever, and it's kind of exploded on the wall. But you yes. can still see that it was a person. Yes. So, yeah. And and the fact that um, you know they're able to survive in that small town for twenty years without constantly being attacked, right? Um, for their resources, I mean, it just there there is this sense of hope of like there is normalcy somewhere in the world. Yeah, I mean, they still have access to fuel. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the the wine shop is still well stocked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes, finding out what the girl's whole story is. I assume she's immune. Yes, that's what it seems like. So, right? so yeah. I, I did find it funny, though, um, that there's that shot of, I think it's Pedro and the kid, and the the lower third says ten miles west of Boston, mm-hmm. and it's like mountains. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's no mountains ten miles west of Boston. I mean, I could be wrong, but there are hills. There's the Blue Hills, but that which is like pretty that. close to the city. No, no, of course not. <laughs> that's that's Canada. <laughs> But yeah, I'm watching it going. It's like, yeah, that's Toronto. I've been to Toronto. <laughs> I know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, but then they had a couple of match shots where you saw specific buildings as, you know, place, whatever. Yeah, they're supposed to, I guess they're trying to get to the Capitol. To the State House. To the State House, yeah. Yeah. But I'm assuming that that doesn't look like the State House. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of state capitals from that time period look the same. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) But I mean that there, there are shots earlier on where they're showing all these like damaged skyscrapers and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been on that street and those are all under construction. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but I mean it would it, you know it was fun yeah 
Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes, yes. Uh, I also binged that 90s show. Okay. That's really good. It's better than it should be. Uh-huh. It, the, the only thing I don't like is the annoying Chinese kid. <laughs> well, instead of, you know, the foreign exchange it's, student, they had an Asian gay kid. Right. You know, to kind of fill that analog. Right. And Bob looks horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean, I thought it was cool that both, you know, Topher and Lara Prepon were in the in the pilot and Aston Kutcher and Mila Kunis were in the pilot. And so, and, you know, Tommy Chong is apparently a recurring character again. Yeah, and it's uh, one, of th- one of the things that Topher Grace had said was that he wanted to be in more of them, but he was busy shooting whatever the show he has on the air now. Oh, Home Economics. Yeah, and so that it only allowed him one day to actually go and film. But mm, it sounds okay. like if they could work out the schedule that he would want to do some more. Cool. So Well, it's been been renewed and it's yeah. more episodes. Yeah, and you know, it's if you like that 70s show, this is it's not a reboot. It's a, it's more of a continuation than anything else. And they carry over the storytelling just like they did before. It's just a new group of kids. Yeah. I mean, Kitty and Red are the same characters. It's now 1995. So it's, you know, there's more modern references to things. Sure. Um, And, you know, because the fact that time doesn't really mean anything as you get older. Like I had to really stop and think about whether those references like made sense because yeah. they would say some things and I was like, was that 1995 that that was going on? And then I'd think about it and be like, holy shit, that was 1995. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a bunch of stuff like that. And um, so it's, it's more, but I, and I, I guess I had read somewhere that like, if they were to do a show now, that was the same time period as that 70s show was, it would be like the early 2000s or something. Mm. So it's it's within reason that like, you know, 95, they're they're older and and I guess it's the same amount of time that's passed since the show. So they've aged appropriately. appropriately. I couldn't tell whether or not um, the guy that plays Red... Uh-huh. Kurtwood Smith. Kurt, Kurtwood Smith actually needed the cane. The cane or whether that was just written in because of the bicycle accident. Yeah. Um and you know, they were just kind of like working around it or whatever. Yeah. But they definitely leave it open, so I'm glad that like they were able to get another season picked up. But it yeah, is Netflix, so good. you never know. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of surprised that Wilmer Valderrama is in it so much because he's he's got a hit show on network TV. He's on NCIS, right? Yeah. Maybe it was but just he, a filming he, sl- he just slips right back into Fez. Yep. And, you know, I mean, it's pretty funny. It It is a little weird to think, though, that, like, this is the first time they've seen them in a while. 
Yeah. Like if they're all, if the Kelsos and Fez are all still living in Point Place, and why wouldn't they have been together? What like point? like it's the first time they've seen Michael and Jackie, um, and you think they like bump into them at the grocery store or something. Uh, but like it, it's all it's like they would have known that they had a kid, you know, right. that was around the same age as Leia. Um, I don't know. It's that was the only part of it that I was kind of scratching my head. But yeah. it's a fucking TV show, so I just need to comment. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I like the rest of the new kids. That that kid Jay looks just like he could be. Ashton Kutcher's kid. Yeah, they really like they were looking for a type for sure. Oh yeah. I I wonder whether or not he was always supposed to be a Kelso, or yeah. they hired him and was like, he looks so much like Ashton Kutcher. Why don't mm. we just make him a Kelso? Right. Yeah, I would assume that the Wilmer had like a big chunk of time that he could like get off or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, good for them. I love the one, the episode where Kitty gets picked up from the dentist and she's stoned. <laughs> she gets a tattoo. <laughs> of a kitty. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Tavaeus. Yeah. And I like the neighbor. Oh, the the mom? Yeah. Yeah. And they even bring back Fenton. Like like Fez's arch nemesis from that seventies show. Yes. He's been in a bunch of stuff too. That actor. Yeah. Yeah. He was in community as the yes. principal. Yes, and he was also in Civil War. The Maybe. He played the guy at MIT, and he was also oh, in yeah, 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 yeah. Sky High. He played the, like, jester-looking dude, the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot he was in Community. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was well done. It was fun. It, it cashes in on that nostalgia, but yeah. it, you know, makes it something new. I just can't believe that Red and Kitty never smell the pot scent coming up the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they do. They just don't care, or they like the contact high? Uh, they probably like the contact high. Hmm. That's why Kitty laughs so much. <laughs> that could be it. The scene where um, they're sitting around the table upstairs... Oh, the adult circle? Yes. Yeah. And there's all the smoke in the background. It's like, did they find the stash? <laughs> and <laughs> it was her cookies yeah, burning. Yeah, burning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Very funny. And how are you feeling about Night Court? Still, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, I'm still it watching it. Yeah. It still doesn't feel like they've all connected yet. No. And I don't know what it's going to take to do that. Well, it's been renewed, so. Has it? 
Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that's good. That that's at least some stuff to watch. Right. I just want him to bring back the wheelers. Uh, Brent Spiner has a bunch of time. Uh, yes, he does. I could see that. Originally, I had watched. Um, I watched an interview with him where somebody was asking. It was at a convention, and they asked him about Night Court, and he was a little shocked because I guess people don't remember that he was on Night Court, right? And he was saying that there was a plan in place to make the Wheelers full-time cast members. Yeah. And they were going, it was a hiatus. Like they had finished shooting and the plan was for them to come back as regulars. And I guess the contracts hadn't been signed yet. And he went and he auditioned for Star Trek and got it. Oh, and so he was like, yeah, um, I'm going to do this instead. And so the Wheelers were never seen again. Mm, that's too bad. Yeah. It's time to bring them back. It is. I'm. I'm sure that there are, there have been phone calls. Yeah, there must be because, um, Brent Spiner was on episodes of Big Bang Theory, and right. Melissa yeah. Roush, you know, through contacts, yeah. could probably get to him. Right. Well, I'm sure the producers are going, okay, so who's still alive? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for Bull to show up. I don't know, like, when, but I, I got to assume that at some point he's going to pop in for at least one episode. Yeah. Because he's still alive. I mean, I think he's old, but... <laughs> well, I would hope so. <laughs> oh, fuck. What is his name? Bull? Yeah. Uh, Robert... Richard Mall, M-O-L-L. Richard Mall. There he is. I mean, he's... He's still acting. Yeah. He's He has a post-production of something called Whispers and Shadows. Okay. So I could see them popping in for something. Yeah. Did you see that um, Miranda Dillon died? Melinda Dillon. Melinda. Sorry, Melinda. Yes. Yes, the mom from Christmas Story. Yep. We had talked about when the Christmas Story movie came out recently. Um her being the only cast member that was alive that didn't return. Right. I guess maybe she was sick. Yeah. She was also in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I saw that. Yeah. I love that movie. It's one of those Spielberg films that, like, you see something new every time you watch it. Right. So, yeah, she was... 1939 she was 83 when she died yeah it's a good life it's a good long life she'll live on forever on TBS oh yeah for 24-7 during yep. the week of Christmas <laughs> yeah her and Darren McGavin yep did you see they're doing a reboot of Matlock starring Kathy Bates 
No. Really? Yep. Yep. Is she Matlock? Yes. Uh, why? Why, why uh, does it have to be a remake of Matlock? Why can't they just have another courtroom drama type thing that's her own character? Right. Well, she had a series. I can't remember what it was called. But she was going through, I want to say, cancer treatment or something. So they ended up canceling it. And it was really good. You know, she she was running kind of a, a misfit law firm and, you know, they'd solve crimes and whatever. I, I don't I just don't understand that. Like, is it just because it's known IP? Yeah. That, that Everybody's trying to cash in on, it was called Harry's Law. I kind of remember that. Twenty eleven to twenty twelve. Okay. Harriet Corn. Mm-hmm. What writer came up with that? What should we give that as a last name? Corn. 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 And she was also on Big Bang Theory. She was um she Amy's was mother. Amy's mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was an American horror story. Several seasons. She was on The Office. So you would think that they'd be able to build a show around her and not like Yeah. You know, here's a here's um you know, IP that everybody knows. There's Right. You know, so if it sucks, then people associate. Not that I ever watched Matlock, but old people do. Old people. My do. grandfather used to watch that. Well, because it was it was um, what's his name? Andy. Oh God, why am I blanking? Griffith. Andy Griffith. Yep. And everybody likes the Andy Griffith show. That's right. And Don Knotts even guest starred on a few episodes. Andy Griffiths has been dead for a long time. Yeah. 2012. It's funny when you look on IMDb and it's got the known four. And like Matlock is the last of the four. <laughs> right. I meant to ask you, are you going to watch... Wait, let me, let, me, let me pull this up so that I can get the title right. Um, where is it? Uh, please stand by. Uh, there's there's a movie coming out this year called Left Behind. Okay. Colon Rise of the Antichrist. 
Oh. <laughs> and it's directed by Kevin Sorbo. Oh. <laughs> okay. It stars him and Corbin Burnson and Neil McDonough. Interesting. No, I will not be watching that. <laughs> no? Uh, no. But to follow up on Kathy Bates, she had a double mastectomy from breast cancer. Oh. And then they canceled her show. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nice of them. Actors are just meat. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. They use you up and they spit you out. Mm-hmm. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> Did you watch the latest episode of, of National Treasure? Yes. There, wow. I mean, they're... <laughs> as, as soon as Betsy Ross's boss was trying to steer her away from going after Billy, I was like, oh... He's he's on her payroll. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Yeah. It's like, okay, so let's just I I think they were under the assumption that if they used an actor that was in one of the original films Yeah. That they could get away with like the sleight of hand of he's really the he's really one of the bad guys. Hmm. My the one thing that I don't understand and maybe it's just the bad writing is Billy goes to the prison right for a face to face with Salazar and if Salazar is actually the FBI guy right and he's on her payroll and she keeps track of everybody. Shouldn't she know that the person sitting in the jail was never going to be Salazar? Like, well, she thinks Salazar, she thinks, well, I don't know. Does she think Salazar is dead? Well, she didn't seem very surprised to see him put a sword through homegirl. Yeah, I guess. So, I, there's a lot of lazy writing in it. Yeah. There's a lot of tropes. There's like, you know, they get on the plane and she handcuffs him and it's like, he has a set of handcuffs, so he's got a key. Right. Like I literally was like, as she was leaving the plane and picks up his gun, I was like, you're leaving him with all of his stuff. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? And then, of course, he comes back and stabs her, and it's like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've got one more episode. I think I can get through it. They still got a lot of ground to cover, but. They do. You got to find out why she's destroying artifacts and. Although maybe they're they're saving that for season two. Uh, I mean, right after She Hulk two. Yes. Yep. 
The last episode is called Treasure Protectors. Hmm. Jess and her allies try to outwit Billy using Jess's knowledge of puzzles and history to escape and protect the treasure. Okay. Although to show you just what the level of writing my kid as we were watching it when Billy finds the I guess the only pin in the world that will fit into the bottom of the necklace. Yes. Yes. So he takes it. She takes it out and puts it on the thing and she goes, I'm going to find out where this goes. And I hear my kid go, it's for the necklace. <laughs> and I turned and I looked at her and she was like, it's obvious. Right. And I was like, yes. And I was like, but that just tells you where we are. And she was like, yeah, this is bad. I was like, then why are we watching it? And she's like, because we've come this far. <laughs> I was like, all right, I can't dispute that. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. I was expecting more from like people connected to the movies. Well, maybe they were encouraged by Disney to keep it simple. Well, it probably costs a lot less if and millennial yeah well especially if your only real named actor is um Catherine zeta jones right hot off a set of wednesday yeah exactly with a really bad blonde wig yeah i mean i don't know if that's gonna play into this you know the last scene is billy escaping and she like pulls the wig off to like blend in for somewhere else mm. but the wig budget was not very large <laughs> you know the the red-headed chick that's her like muscle yes um she was on mr mercedes which shot here in charleston so she was she was around charleston a lot yeah um and i had known her from that so when she popped up in this i was like oh okay um but she's kind of playing the same character, so I'm not really sure, mm. you know, what her range is. But Maybe that's it. She gets to hang out with Catherine Zeta-Jones, I guess. Yeah. Good for her, I guess. Yeah. So is Catherine Zeta-Jones making a comeback, or is this just like... I think she's desperately trying, trying to make a comeback. <laughs> showing her range okay she's only credited for two episodes of Wednesday was that all that she was in uh there, no there's at least three cause she's in she's in the opening cause they she's in the opening she comes for parents day right and then she's in isn't she in the episode where they find out who really killed Weems's boyfriend? I thought that was Wednesday. Uh, I mean, I thought that was the Parents' Day one. Oh, was still Parents' Day? No, because doesn't he get arrested? At, he gets arrested at Parents' Day. Did that all happen in one episode? I think so. Oh, then maybe it was only two episodes. Wow. I thought Fester would have been in it more. He was kind of a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, well... 
maybe maybe they're saving some stuff for like you know season two where they can wait how many episodes were there this there were only eight episodes of Wednesday yeah that sounds right uh you know maybe maybe they'll when they come back it'll be like more I mean but it's it's really about Wednesday at Nevermore so I don't know and I guess they just announced that Angelica Houston is replacing um what's her name as the principal of the school oh oh really and that um now I'm gonna have to try to remember her name uh Gwendolyn Christie she's coming back for season two as like her twin sister Oh, okay. Yeah, there there was a picture that circulated either in the last week or two of Angelica Houston in makeup for season two because I guess they're getting ready to shoot it. I guess they need some cast member from um, the original movies. Christopher Lloyd's around. He's still been acting. Yeah. But the original Wednesday just died. She did. Yeah. She had a tragic only, life. She was only in her 60s. Yeah. That's sad. She was married to a porn star. Was she? Yeah. Oh. Lisa Loring? Mm-hmm. Who is she married to? Graham Rich? Uh, mm, it doesn't sound familiar. Jerry Butler? That's it. Oh. Is he like one of your favorite porn stars? Is that why you know? Uh, he is. Yes. <laughs> Have all of his stuff on Betamax. <laughs> He's known for this the movies Raw Talent, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes 2, and In Love. <sighs> His last movie before he died in 2018 was in 20 was in 2006 named Little Oral Annie Back in the Saddle. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Little Oral Annie. That is amazing. Well, I didn't realize that she was married to this dude. Porn titles are so funny. You mean that family classic, Poke Her Hot Ass? (laughs) You know, when they try to go for a theme, so he did one called Murder by Sex. (laughs) A team of hard-boiled New York City detectives works to solve a series of murders by sex committed during compromising sexual situations. Mm. Him and the actress Bunny Blue. <laughs> Bunny Blue him. <laughs> oh, God. Did you watch this week's uh, Bad Batch? I did. I thought that was another good episode. It was. Uh, it's, it's, 
always interesting when they bring in established characters from the Clone Wars TV show. Right. And so the the Wookiee youngling, I can't remember mm-hmm. his name. Gurgi? Gungeon or Gungeon. something? Gungie. No. <laughs> Gurgi. <laughs> Gurgi. <laughs> Lumpy. Nala. Somebody. Um, so when they brought him in, I was like, oh, hey, that's that's Gungie. And, you know, people who didn't really watch Clone Wars, but, you know, when they see him for the first time, like, enslaved, you're like, oh, it's just another Wookiee. And then they can, like, right. surprise them with, oh, he's a Jedi. Right. So I like that. I like when they're bringing back other connections and they're not really calling it out. It wasn't like, you know, they went into his backstory. He was an escaped Jedi from Order 66 who was trying to survive. Right. And I like that. And I like the big spider creature things and the Wookiees using the forest to their advantage. Mm hmm. You know, they're communing with the trees and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the trees have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) But then it was like, there's that, there's that shot where, um, everything blows up and the forest is on fire Mm -hmm. and Gunji and, um, Omega are running back and they're like, the fire is out of control. And the very next shot is the fire is out. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, wait, did we skip over something here? (laughs) <laughs> like did did we not have time to animate the the fire being put out or yeah that's all you needed. On time. I don't know. but some of that f- fire animation was really well done yeah it's they're definitely marrying like um physics simulations into their animation now instead of like cg animated fire they're using like simulations to actually like have fire act the way it should Right. So, yeah. I did have to rewind it a couple of times to find out the name of the elder because I could have sworn they called her Nala. Uh, it wasn't Nala? No, it was like Mana or something. Oh, okay. I mean, and I love the fact that to their credit, they don't, they they do it just like the movies where they don't, put subtitles at all for when the Wookiees speak. No, they don't. You just have to get it through inference and then, um, you know, whatever exposition the character that's quote unquote translating has. I think the only time they've ever done it is in solo for Han speaking Wookiee. They subtitled that, but they never subtitle any of the other Wookiees. Hmm. Even though Han never speaks Wookiee again in live right. action. I'm trying to think of what else I watched this week. I think most of it was the hunters. Yeah. I think that's where I spent most of my time. Are you going to watch Carnival Row? 
I am. I watched the first season and yeah, I, I like the mythology that they set up. Um, mm-hmm. Is that this week? Uh, soon. Picard also comes out soon. Season three. So that'll be good too. Uh, let me see if I can figure out when Carnival Row comes out. Season two. Season two. 17th of this month. And it looks like they're releasing two episodes on the 17th, two episodes on the 24th. I guess it's two episodes a week. Okay. Two on March 3rd, two on March 10th, two on the 17th, and that's it. There's 10 episodes. Which is two more than they got for the first season. Hmm. That's interesting. It's good that Orlando Bloom is working again. <laughs> you know, the man who didn't want to do period pieces. Right. Yeah, who then did. Who does nothing but period pieces. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. There's a interesting... Um, game show kind of thing that's coming that's on peacock right now called the traitors okay it's hosted by alan cumming okay and i guess these people move into a big castle and they have to complete a series of challenges to earn money and some of them are are traitors and some of them are loyal (laughs) okay and it's got a bunch of reality star um you know, there's like a guy from The Bachelor and Ryan Lochte. And those are the only names I can. So it's Ari Lundyke Jr. from The Lewandike. Bachelor. Lewandike. Yep. Brandy Glanville from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Siri Fields from Survivor. Cody Calafiori from Big Brother. Kate Chastain from Below Deck, Kyle Cook from Summer House, Rachel Riley from Big Brother, uh, Riza Farron from Sons of Sunset, whatever the fuck that is, Ryan Lockton, professional swimmer, Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick from Survivor, and Geraldine Moreno from, there's just an actress. That's interesting. What has Geraldine Morano done? Let's find out. She is known for Chosen Kin Origins, whatever that is. Dutch, whatever that is. Chosen Kin, which I guess is one of the other ones. And This Much. So yeah, nothing you would have heard of. Oh, she was in Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino film, as one of um, Charlie, um, oh, Ch- uh, Charles Manson's women on the ranch. Oh. 
And she was in an episode of Westworld as upscale Western woman. A lot of her shit's uncredited. Hmm. Wonder why. Yeah. Have you seen the um, the reality show with all of the people that are in like military training? Yes. Well, I mean, I, I know of it. I don't watch that garbage, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on in the house because Mike Piazza is on it. Of course. Um, but it's it's so weird. Like they're supposed to be doing all this, these military exercises and they have like all of these reality and sports stars and stuff like running up staircases. And when they get to the top, they have to repel off the tower. Yeah. And it's not like they get voted out. They it's an either pass or fail. And I guess at the end, who's ever left standing, um, the drill instructors decide who wins. But like all okay. these people are failing all of these things like they do one where they're supposed to have um, um, like like a they call it the asset in the back of the car and they're being fired upon and you have to drive out. And the only way to succeed is if you crash through the barricade um, and half of them stop and back up. And so like all they get surrounded by the quote unquote bad guys and the drill instructor screaming at them in the car that they've all now, they're all now dead. And it's like, okay, but you can't tell me that off camera, there's not a fucking craft service table that like, you know, they're eating in between shots and stuff where in the show they're starved for food and they have to see if they can do this on mental endurance. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm very glad we're out of the realm of reality TV. I think we're in the realm of absurd reality TV. Yes. Yeah, it's I, I flipping through channels. I came across thousand pound sisters. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> I want to say I've seen clips of that. Uh, it's pretty disgusting. It's very disgusting. I mean, is this like where they're they're like rolling around on the bed trying to get up and shit? Yes. Yeah, why would anybody want to watch that? Um, I the money. They want to be the next Honey Boo Boo or Doctor Pibble Popper. <laughs> Tipping the scales at over a thousand pounds combined, they've always depended on each other for support. Now in their thirties, Amy wants to have children but cannot due to her weight, while her elder sister Tammy is nearly bedridden. The two are on a journey to lose weight. And things sometimes are harder than they can imagine. They skyrocketed to online fame by taking on the Chubby Bunny Challenge. Do I where you stuff marsh? 
you stuff marshmallows into your mouth and have to say chubby bunny. Oh my god. Had 1.8 million views. <clears throat> That's what's wrong with the, with the world. Uh-huh. Oh, and it's been on for several years, apparently. Yeah, that's good. Because it started in 2020. They're up to season four. Did, shouldn't there have been some progress between season one and season four? I mean, because I'm looking at pictures and it looks like maybe one of them has lost a little weight. Or are they being told, like, no, you got to stay fat? I don't know. Somebody on Twitter wrote, not trying to judge these women, but you're, when you're in that position, why would you make lasagna, chicken and dumplings, two desserts, and a peanut butter and mayo sandwich for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the woman Tammy wed uh, Caleb Willingham at an Ohio rehab center. Hmm. And it looks like he's got a breathing tube in his throat. I mean, when your arms are that shape, somebody has to step in and be like, what are you doing? Oh, she's got a breathing thing in her neck, too. At least in the wedding pictures. <laughs> there is a on people.com. There is a picture of her holding her bouquet. And I've never seen arm shaped that way before. <laughs> I feel bad for. Her. I feel bad for any of them who. Oh, my. Yeah, I see that. I see. Like what shape? Like, I don't even know how to describe that. The rolls on her arms have rolls. Like there's where her elbow should be. Sags down. Because it's melting off the bone. I mean, even if she loses the weight, she's going to have to have all that extra skin removed. Yeah. But I guess I guess when you're on reality TV, then they just pay for that shit, right? There's got to be something there. It's sad. It's sad that people think that going on one of these programs is going to help them and not just open them up to ridicule. You know, like the the girl with two heads, the twins. Yeah. It's like, why would you put yourselves on display like that? I mean, it's it. There's definitely self confidence in opening yourself up like that. And they probably have people hyping it up for them, like this is going to be the best thing for you ever. Oh, I'm sure they are. Like, this is going to help you. But four years later, 
it doesn't look like there is a whole lot of improvement. Right. I mean, and I don't know as a producer how you encourage that. Like, mm -hmm. how are you not being like, okay, we're going to change how you eat. We're going to bring in a dietitian. We're going to do all this stuff. Right. We're going to get you help. If you want to, if you want us to um, document that and put that on as a TV show, we're let's sign these contracts. But it just looks like they're using these people just because they're fat. And that's fucking sad. That seems to be what TLC does these days. Today's episodes include at 5 p.m. Uh, an episode of Extreme Sisters called Womb Mates. Oh, God. At 10 p.m. we have Milf Manor with She's a Bad Milf Jamma. <laughs> Milf Manor? And a, and a lot of reruns of 90 Day Fiance the other way. What does that mean? I don't know. It's the name of the show. I mean, I'm looking at the quote-unquote Mills from Milf Manor. Uh-huh. I don't, I'm not sure any of them qualify. Oh, here you go. Here's, here's. Here's tomorrow's watching. I can watch this before work. <laughs> it's an episode of Body Parts called I Dropped the Nipples. Okay. Is there a description? Um, let's see. This is a oh, what doctor who works in anaplastology, creating prosthetics for people with missing body parts. She helps a man who lost his nose, a woman born without an ear, and a cancer survivor seeking new nipples. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you just go on to the IMDb page, and there's a noseless guy. Who's now a celebrity? Like, if you if you're if you don't know that's coming, that can like, you know, it, it could be a little concerning all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, come on, devil's advocate. Why wouldn't you make a prosthetic nose that looks like Voldemort and shave your head? <laughs> And rent yourself out to parties. <laughs> so some of the episodes of Thousand Pound Sisters are The Sweet and Sour Life, Can't Have Cake and Eat It Too, I Don't Want to Taco About It, God. Icing on the Cake, See, this is what I'm talking about. This is not helping them get healthy. This is exploiting no. them for their weight. Yes. Just, I guarantee you that the production crew from 19 Kids and Counting 
knew what the fuck was going on in that house and oh, did it sure they did because they, they kept it quiet because they didn't want their meal ticket to end. Mm hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, they don't want to see people succeed. They want to see people who make them feel better about themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. TLC is like in the toilet now. Remember when it used to be the learning channel? Yeah. Not anymore. I mean, all that shit started to really come to, you know, this bullshit with the Kate plus eight bullshit that they used to have on there. Right. And then she turned into a fucking psychopath and they just kept moving on with other fucked up families. Is Milf Manor on TLC as well? I guess it yes. is. Yes, yes. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know if any of these women qualify to be called Milfs. <laughs> Very plastic looking. Y'all look like they've had work done. There's definitely some good light, bad light going on here. Man. This is why I don't have cable. Because I don't want to support this kind of shit. You don't want to accidentally come across it and think, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I got to watch this shit. Look at that. I don't know if I've ever seen a reality show where I've been like, oh, man, this is like really good. They've always just been like tolerable. Or you want to see what the has-beens look like now. Yeah. I would tend to agree. Oh, look, there's Vern Troyer pissing in the corner. Like <laughs> nobody is like, wow, that's really intelligent television. They're all like, oh, look, mini me can't hold his fucking liquor. Right. <sighs> A drunk little person and now he's dead because of it because of it it's all reality tv's fault because what they didn't show was he was peeing on an electric fence <laughs> it it what they didn't show you was that it, it short circuits the little cart thing that he's sitting on mm. and the cart goes shooting out the the door and like he can't control it and he like runs into the ocean with it and drowns. Oh, that's horrible. And then there's a little dead dude floating face down in the <sighs> And it's just gurgling. Wouldn't a shark shark come up and just swallow him whole? <laughs> just bite him right in half. Poor mini me. Poor, poor Vern Troyer. Although I guess he lived his life to the fullest, so. Maybe it's all of us that are the pathetic ones. I wonder that all the time. <laughs> Just more proof we're living in a simulation. And all of this is just in somebody's head somewhere. 
a computer. You're living out your programming. And there's no way to tell. That's the really fucked up part. But what if there is and we just ignore it? Oh, possibly. We'll never know. What if the, the simulation just shuts down? It all just goes away. We'd never know. What a weird place to end. Yeah. <laughs> all right, then. <laughs> nothing, nothing fun to go out on? Uh, no, there's no, no coming back. <laughs> Is next week the Super Bowl? Uh, maybe. Do you even care? I won't watch the trailers. February 12th. Most of it will be on. So, yes, a week from today. So the question is, are we recording on Sunday or Monday? Uh, I guess Monday's okay. Monday, okay. That way we yeah. can talk about all the the stuff, the, the amazing halftime show that they're going to put on. Maybe. Yeah, who's in this one? <laughs> oh, uh, it is... Is it Rihanna? Uh... Yes. It is. Well. Well, it the well the national anthem is being sung by Chris Stapleton, whoever the fuck that is. He's a country singer. Oh. Uh, halftime show is Rihanna. Uh, da, 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 da. she released two songs last year as part of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, and it looks like she's the only one performing during the halftime show. Well, I guess the good thing is that if it rains, she's going to have her umbrella, Ella, Ella with her. <laughs> uh, it's in Glendale, Arizona. I don't think it's going to rain. I like the fact that Vulture.com literally has a section about when the, the halftime show happens. And it literally says the halftime show is appropriately held at halftime. <laughs> somebody wrote that somebody put that on the internet yep uh, uh, there's no way to know exactly when it'll start but if you want an indicator listen for when the screams at the screen change pitch <laughs> thank you Jason P. Frank that's very helpful that's a public service announcement sure now everybody's going to be watching or they're going to have it on in the background while they eat their wings. And apparently fans can tune in on at NFL on TikTok. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, the Chinese will get to watch it too. Nice. Oh, so, okay. So apparently let's get this right. Chris Stapleton is doing the national anthem. Uh-huh. Cheryl Lee Ralph since what? 
Ralph will be singing the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, ahead of kickoff. Uh, Babyface will be singing America the Beautiful. They're really leaning into this uh, diverse situation they got going on. Well, wait. So Oscar winner for CODA, Troy... Kotzer will sign the national anthem in American Sign Language. And Colin Denny, who is part of the Navajo Nation in Arizona, will sing America the Beautiful. And Justin Miles is set to sing both Lift Every Voice and sing and the Halftime Show. What? Uh, When the hell do they have time to do all these songs? Uh, Apparently there's going to be a ton right up front. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we have that to look So I know not to. to tune in early. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Not turning in early. Yeah. And I mean, all the all the good shit's going to end up on YouTube anyway. And most of it beforehand. Yeah. I think some of the movie trailers won't premiere until the actual game. But mm-hmm. all of like the Doritos commercials and shit, that'll all be on there. Right. I mean, if I was paying several million dollars for a, a commercial on the Ed Super Bowl, Spot? I wouldn't be putting it up until it fucking premiered. Right. But what do I know? Oh, well. So I have that to look forward to for next week. Yay. Until then, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Serena and tits and lizards out there. <laughs> <laughs>